You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Time for another episode of Locked On Kings. Sacramento Kings sharpshooter Buddy Heald appeared on a podcast with Yahoo Sports' Chris Haynes, and it was a really good interview. Buddy had a lot of great things to say. I thought came off very, very well. On today's podcast, you are going to hear some of his comments talking about the 2019 Sacramento Kings team under Dave Yeager, that fast-paced, fun team that caught the league by surprise, at least in the first half of the season. That was his best year in the NBA, the year that really got him this uh, contract that he's currently enjoying, but he's also going to talk about Marvin Bagley and the pressure on his shoulders, going to talk about the inconsistencies with the Sacramento Kings team, the struggles for them to figure things out as a group, and we'll even touch on some of the trade rumors that he is involved in. It's all on today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast. Hello and welcome into Locked on Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all offseason. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of the Sacramento Kings from January through December, this is the place for you, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. And today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento sports radio host for the last six, nearly seven years, and I'm looking forward to covering the Kings for my eighth season, both as an on-air host and multimedia journalist. So Chris Haynes sat down with Sacramento King Buddy Heald. A great interview on that podcast. I encourage you to go and listen to that after this episode of Locked on Kings. I have five clips to play for you. This is just a small bit of what Buddy talked about with Chris. Obviously, I'm not going to use too much. I don't want to take everything away. Great content there by Chris Haynes. Great interview for Buddy Heald. And I will say... In the past, Buddy has has not been afraid to share what is on his mind. He speaks his mind. He says what he feels. It has gotten him into trouble at times, but it's very authentic Buddy. That's just who he is. And I thought overall, as you will hear, this interview with Chris was really good for Buddy. Said, I thought a lot of the right things, didn't necessarily make excuses, stood up for some of his teammates, was open and honest about some of the struggles that the team has faced and handled some tough questions about him being involved in trade rumors very, very well. To be honest with you, I'm very proud of Buddy based off of this interview, and I look forward to breaking down some of the things he said here, and we'll get started with Buddy talking about this 2019 Sacramento Kings team that he was a part of, where Dave Yeager and the Kings had fully committed to playing fast, getting up and down the court, and for the first half of the season, not only were they an above 500 team, They were gaining respect and praise around the league, running some teams who weren't in shape yet out of the gym, and playing a brand of basketball that was very fun to watch. And I was coming off a year, I think in my second year, I was with Dave Yeager, we were Dave Yeager group. And then after that, I remember Bogey was playing with his his team. And like, you know, me and Bogey fighting for two-guard spot. You know, we're head-to-head and we're competing. And Bogey's my guy. Like, we're best, we're 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 great friends. You know, we be checking each other every day. He had a great season with the Atlanta Hawks. Yep. And uh, he got hurt. And like, I realized, I said, man, I got to do more because, and like, everybody's coming to training camp. I like, figure like, yo, Bogey's out. Like, you know, it's going to be, 
okay, well, well this buddy spark with God because Bogey's out. And I, I was like, yo, this is my chance to go out there and just like show buddy what I can do. And I think that Dave and uh, everybody like in Fox and where we were going, like we were in good situations where we just they would excel and take off. And I, and like him and er- Elson Turner and like you know just put me in like good situation where, you know, like I was just I just I was just in a different swagger at that yeah. time. You know, they, they, he just get, I was I was playing with a swagger with, with with that group. You know, and uh, it was fast, it was free, and uh, no, no no disrespect to nobody. I'm just trying to say that that's when I get over the hump. They helped me get over the hump, and like. I feel like the confidence level was was great where they were giving me. And uh, I think that like the way him and Elson and everybody in the group that we had and, and then Iman Shumpert and I, you know, uh, yep. Zach in and out, they just helped yep. us, you know, like that, that group we had, we had like a whole different swagger to us, you know, we, we had, like, you know, all those guys helped lift us up, you know, and like from the coaching staff to, you know, uh, to the players, like Iman was big, the swag he brought to the game, you know, uh, that was big for us. So like, so I think that him and all the J Mars and everybody was there. And that it was great for us. Great for me that. too. It, it, yeah. It's great for me too. And we, I mean, we thought we had it figured out, but after we, it just, yeah. just basketball. <laughs> we could have figured out, man. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So one of the things I remember most about that season, other than how much fun the Kings were, especially in the first half was that going into that year, I talked a lot about on the Lockdown Kings podcast how the Sacramento Kings were searching for an identity. They didn't really have one yet, especially since DeMarcus Cousins was traded away. Before, with DeMarcus here, they were kind of a a grit and grind in a way, not similar to the Memphis Grizzlies, but a team that would bully you and play physical down low, surround him with some shooters, had the slashing ability and natural scoring ability of Rudy Gay, far too isolation heavy, but that was more what the Kings were known for. With De'Aaron Fox now, who we all believe was the future star heading into his second year, Marvin Bagley had just been drafted, the addition of Buddy Heald really coming to into his own in that DeMarcus Cousins trade, the Kings were looking for an identity, and they found it in fast-paced offense. It makes a lot of sense when your future best player, or who you hope is your best player, and De'Aaron Fox has the speed that he possesses, so Dave Yeager and the Kings committed to playing fast-paced. And there's a lot of different terms that Buddy Heald used in that clip that I just played for you. He talks about playing with a swagger. He even brought up Iman Shumpert. We know how important Iman Shumpert was to the uh, identity of that team, what he brought to that locker room. And I still say today, if Iman Shumpert is the difference between the Kings being a good team and a bad team as they never really looked the same after the trade deadline in which Iman Shumpert was dealt, I believe, to the Houston Rockets that year. If Iman, Iman Shumpert is that big of a difference to your team, your team's not very good, and I stand by that. But I'm not taking away what Iman meant and the personality and identity that he brought to that Sacramento Scores team, right? That was what he labeled them, the Sacramento Scores. That was all Iman Shumpert and the identity he brought mixed in with other great veteran presences that the Kings had in the locker room at that time and really over the years. You talk about Zach Randolph, who Buddy Heald also brought up. Uh, I could talk about uh, Vince Carter, who was here the following year. Uh, Garrett Temple was also around that time in Sacramento. So all those guys have an important part on the uh, chemistry and the culture of that Sacramento locker room, that Kings team. So he talks about the swagger that he played with. He also talks about the freedom that that team played with. And I agree with that word 100%. The Kings played free, especially in the open court. And Buddy Heald was at his absolute best that season with that Kings team playing free. 
catch-and-shoot opportunities from three-point range, running the floor with De'Aaron Fox. Buddy Hill was not afraid to attack the basket at time. For some reason, was really good at second-chance opportunities and tip-ins. I don't know where that came from, but that season, Buddy Heald was really good at those follow-ups. He wasn't worried necessarily about looking for teammates or dribbling or creating on the offensive end like he does now or he's asked to do now. It was spacing the floor, knocking down outside shots, running the floor in transition, and then doing his best on the defensive end, which we all know has never been good. That freedom that Buddy Heald played with, we haven't seen over the last two years. And of course, what was the biggest difference over these last two years? A head coaching change with Dave Yeager gone and Luke Walton now here. Now, what's interesting is Buddy pays a lot of respect or gives a lot of respect to Dave Yeager and that coaching staff for allowing the team to play that way. And I don't know Buddy personally. I don't know if he regrets it all. Kings players playing a part in Dave Yeager's dismissal because I know Buddy was amongst some of the players in that locker room that weren't big fans of Dave Yeager and his abrasive coaching style. Remember, there was a moment between Buddy Heald and Dave Yeager against the Golden State Warriors where Buddy took and made a ridiculously long three-pointer in an important spot in the game. And even though he made it, Dave Yeager screamed at him for it not being a good shot. That was the kind of coach that Yeager was, and I know that rubs some players the wrong way. But they liked playing in his system. He had figured something out with that group. Then Dave Yeager is dismissed. Luke Walton is brought in as more of a player's coach, someone who is easier to get along with and can connect with the players better than Yeager could. Buddy gets paid, and Buddy has had his issues with Walton. Or at least issues with Walton's system. Because Walton, now that Buddy Heald has paid the money that he's paid, is asking more of Buddy Heald than what was asked of him under Dave Yeager. No longer is Buddy just a catch-and-shoot guy. Now, Walton wants ball handling, distribution, creation, half-court offense out of Buddy, halfway decent defense. And I understand why Walton is asking that out of Buddy, especially with Buddy being paid as much money as he is. You need more than just a one-trick pony. But I also do understand the argument, too, that Luke Walton hasn't appropriately used Buddy or maximized his skill set like Dave Yeager was able to. So it's a give and take there. But that 2019 team was very fun. And that year, that season that Buddy had with that unit is what got him paid. Make no mistake about it. That 2018-2019 season got Buddy the nearly $100 million contract that he is now going into year two of. I still have so many Buddy Heald clips from this interview with Chris Haynes to play for you, but let's stick with this Buddy Heald 2018-2019 regular season as I will award Buddy Heald the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week award for this week. It's appropriate. We're talking about him so much, and even though Buddy has been frustrating to say the least at times, and even though his contract is more detrimental to the Kings than it is positive at this point in time, Buddy has provided a lot of really positive moments for the Kings, in his time here in Sacramento. But going back to the 2018-2019 season when he was at his absolute best, again, the season that got him paid, he averaged 20.7, nearly 21 points per game. He shot 43% from three-point range at 7.9 attempts per game. He also shot a career-high 46% from the field, a career-high in rebounds as well at five per game to go along with nearly three assists. Since then, Buddy's scoring per year has gone down. The next season, he was at 19. The following season, this year, he was at 16.6, even though his three-point attempts have gone up. Buddy Heald's turnover numbers have also gone up, while his rebounding has gone down. The assist numbers have gone up, though, as have steals, but only very slightly. 
So we're seeing marginal improvements in some areas, marginal regression in others. But overall, looking at that 2018-2019 season, that's really where Buddy Heald put himself on the map. Providing us with great moments over the years. I think of the current active roster, Buddy Heald has the most game winners for Sacramento. And those moments have brought us joy, happiness, enjoyment. And that's really how Buddy Heald plays the game. He loves basketball. He loves to work. He's a gym rat. And that journey that he took from the Bahamas to get to where he's at in the NBA was only worth it if he enjoyed it. Like Michelob Ultra. Only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. Joy creates success. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. Buddy Heald is your Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. Today's Locked on Kings podcast is brought to you by Theragun. Don't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body. Whether you're an elite athlete or someone like me just trying to make it through the day tension-free, Theragun can help. Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power. And it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good, it gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deep deeper than vibration alone. I use it for my upper back and my shoulders with the amount of time I spend in front of a computer and at a desk. I know so many of you are like me dealing with that kind of pain. Theragun helps with that. Also, I have an eight-month pregnant wife. The strain of the baby she's carrying has an effect on her back muscles. Theragun has saved her so much pain, so much discomfort. Highly recommended. Try Theragun for 30 days, starting at only $199. The investment is worth it. Believe me. Go to theragun.com slash locked on right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. Again, that's theragun.com slash locked on. Theragun.com slash locked on. Here's more of Buddy Heald with Yahoo Sports' Chris Haynes talking about this current Sacramento Kings team's inconsistencies. Yeah, it's just very inconsistent. I'm not going to lie to you. You said it right. We just go to stretch. We won one, seven, eight, nine, and after we lose, drop off nine. Yeah. And we, we won against good teams, and then we lose against like seven, eight, that under 500 teams or just 500 teams. But like, it's like our, our, lock, our alertness is not there so sometimes. And uh, the good team just stay locked in all the time, and they figure it out no matter where you're playing just going there and finishing the job and doing the job collectively, get everybody on one string, one accord, and just locking in and, and just winning basketball games. And, uh, and just like, you know, the most team, the best team, the team that's most consistent year round is going to be the best team, you know, is going to win it all. So just, just I'm figuring it out. Thanks a lot. Just, we're just trying to figure it out. You know what's funny is Buddy Heald sounds a lot like head coach Luke Walton here. Because Luke has said the exact same thing multiple times throughout the season, that the best teams in the NBA are the ones who are most consistent and give the consistent effort on a night-in, night-out basis, regardless of their competition. We know the Sacramento Kings play to the level of their competition, and this is where the honesty out of Buddy Heald, the straightforwardness, is really refreshing. He talks about how the team was unfocused at times, how they need to do a better job figuring out how to remain consistently focused game in and game out, play with the same energy and effort that they do against playoff teams when they're playing below 500 teams. That refreshing honesty carries into this next clip of Buddy Heald talking about this Kings team struggling to figure things out as a group to get to that next level. Uh, you know, we just got to figure it out, man. We have so much talent. We just don't have to be able to figure it out. And uh, it's kind of depressing, you know, that I use... It's frustrating. Uh, we just can't figure it out, and uh, you know, and guys wanted to try to figure it out, but it's just being hard uh, to figure it out. And uh, you know, but we grown men in a day, and uh, it's, it's on us. It's not on nobody else. It can't be, you know, 
you know, we put as, as players, me, you put the blame on ourselves. We can't put the blame on the coaches, none of that. And, uh, you know, they all try to put us in positions to, to, to make the best, for the best ability, the best situation for ourselves. So, uh, you know, it's not, it's nobody's fault. You know, us as players got to lock in and just take ownership and, uh, doing everything collectively on the basketball court to make that, 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 that streak go away from not making the playoffs. And, uh, you know, Sacramento fan base, a uh, great fan base, you know, but I say it's honest on the players just to, just got to figure it out, man. Basketball is, it's, it's hard, but it's not hard. You just got to figure it out and play the right way. And, uh, I don't believe in luck. I believe that when God gives you the opportunity to do something, he's going to do it. He's going to bless you. So, uh, just making the, you know, just coming together as a group and just figuring it out, man. Just putting all our differences aside, and that's for the better cause, and just locking in an ultimate goal. And that's the goal is to let the playoff, and then you make steps after that. So my theory on this current Sacramento Kings group is that, yes, this roster is talented. The amount of individual talent on this roster shouldn't be understated. But as a unit, cohesively, this group just doesn't seem to work for me. Whether you're talking about the pick-and-roll relationship between De'Aaron Fox and Marvin Bagley that never really has gotten a chance to form, that bond never really created over time with the amount of games that Bagley has missed because of injuries. Even the relationship between Buddy Heald and De'Aaron Fox on the floor. And I'm not saying these players don't get along necessarily, but I'm saying... Under Dave Yeager's system, Buddy and Fox played well off of each other, and now under Luke Walton, or in half-court offensive sets, outside of just open fast breaks, it doesn't seem like Buddy and De'Aaron are the best fit in that Kings backcourt. Offensively, they're significantly better than they are defensively. I don't put any blame really on anybody for that. Part of being a successful team is is bringing together a group of players that know how to play to each other's strengths and work together. And based off of what I've seen over the last two years, at least in this Luke Walton system, this group doesn't know how to be cohesive yet, which leads me to believe that changes should be made. Speaking of changes, Buddy Heald addresses his name being brought up in trade rumors, and I thought this was a brilliant answer from Buddy. I mean, that's just not my, that's not, that's my, that's not my problem. That's not my, that's not my, that's not my job. Uh, that's, you need to, you need to drop up to, uh, back and Monty. That's, that's, that's why you hire those guys to do that. You know, my job, my job is to go there and, uh, play basketball and, uh, and, like uh, everybody goes to get the playoffs and the championship. And, uh, and, uh, we haven't been done that. And, uh, like I said, everything is not, everything's not being smoothly, you know, uh, you know, and I, yeah, I've seen my name in trade rumors, but I, I can't control that with, with people, uh, that's where writers and everybody envision me or what's the best for the players. So, uh, I'm just, being ready to go, going to Sacramento each and every, just this offseason, go out there and play and compete. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. You know, I can't do nothing but that. Nothing but that. I just have to go out there and just focus on how can I improve this summer and uh, if I get traded, how can I improve the next team for the, for that coming up here. So I just got. I can't worry. I'm not like you know, last two years I was worrying about that, but now I'm just focusing on just like how can I get better each this offseason. So if I'm in Sacramento or on a different team, so I can be ready and help my team in basketball games. I personally feel that Buddy Heald couldn't have said it better here. Talking about not allowing things that he can't control really to bother him or to get in his way. Now, I'm sure there's more to this than what Buddy's letting on. I'm sure he's more concerned or involved or interested in the rumors and if, whether or not he will be traded and, of course, where he would be traded to. Every player wants to be desired by a team, especially when they are as important to a team as Buddy Heald is here in Sacramento. But I really like what he said focusing on getting better, working on his game. And as of right now, he is a Sacramento King, so he's going to continue to work with the Sacramento Kings, try and improve his game and help this team win while he is a part 
of that roster. I did think it was interesting, though, that Buddy brought up Vivek Ranadive and Monty McNair in that order. I'm not trying to read too much into the tea leaves here. I just thought it was amusing. Buddy might know the uh, power structure here in Sacramento and the fact that Vivek was the first name out of his mouth when it came to people in charge of trades and worrying about that kind of stuff over the general manager, Monty McNair. I don't know. You can make a bigger deal out of that if you want to. I just think it's interesting. But I like that answer out of Buddy a lot. And I also liked this final clip of him standing up for Marvin Bagley. There is something that he says in here, though, that I take a little bit of exception to, but Buddy has never shied away from stepping out in front of Marvin and addressing the media on behalf of Marvin and protecting his teammate a little bit. You know, I love Marvin too. You know, he's he's my he's my he's my guy. Uh, uh, you know, I I just feel that you know when you've been a number two pick and like in this just for instance, right, I put you in the number two pick. You you were Marvin Bright. You put him in this spot. You number two pick. Uh, you get drafted and you, you had an injury problem and there's no you can't really do nothing about that. You know, you try and you get and you work your butt off to get back. You get back. And then you get hurt again. And as as a as a as a number two pick, a young player, you come in, you gotta like everybody said you gotta get yourself established in the league. So he's just trying to get himself established. And like he haven't really been do that. We all know he can play, but he is 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 down for just trying to stay healthy. And he's been working his butt off every year, every summer, every time he's an injury, trying to work off, work his butt off to get back. But when he goes on the court, his, his his frustration is like you know I'm trying to prove everybody that I can play in this league. And like you know in this league, like they try to put a mark on you. Like well he ain't done nothing yet. And uh. And like you, and like coming from you, you put it, put yourself in his shoes. Like you know, I'm trying to prove myself that I, I can play, and that's what's all he's trying to do. Show that he can play and that he can help a team win. And that's 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 everybody's mindset. You know, everybody goal. And uh, and I and I feel his frustration. Like he's going to like put in a situation where he can help some team, so he can maximize himself and maximize the team too. So I I, I feel where Marvin's coming from. And uh, as you, like I say, you put yourself in his shoes. You feel that same way too. Me and number two pick. And you know how the media is. You know, he's a young kid. They put the pressure on him. So, yeah. And like, and then he just trying to prove himself that he's ready to take that next step, you know? Again, I like Buddy standing up for Marvin Bagley as he has done many times before, talking about the pressure of a number two overall pick, how that's difficult to deal with at times, praising Marvin for his work rate, battling back from all these injuries. At no point have we ever had any reason to question the work ethic of Marvin Bagley and getting that high of praise from Buddy who is arguably the hardest worker on this Kings team, maybe one of the hardest workers in all of the NBA, that's significant, and I don't think that should be ignored. Now, I did take a little bit of exception to what he said there at the end, the media being the ones to put the pressure on Marvin. I don't necessarily like that. Maybe I'm getting a little defensive as a member of the media because the pressure is naturally established as the number two overall pick, especially in a draft class that features guys like Luka Doncic or DeAndre Ayton or Trey Young. Marvin is surrounded by all-star talent in this draft that he hasn't lived up to. And even if Marvin was better, let's say he had stayed healthy for the majority of his career. Let's say he was that 20-10 and 10 guy in Sacramento and helped the Kings perform better. He'd still have to live up to his classmates, which provides pressure. Now, of course, pressure also comes from the Sacramento fan base, from fans around the NBA wanting to see him succeed or fail. And yes, media does push those narratives and bring attention to that, but the pressure itself is naturally from the position that he was drafted, especially being drafted by a franchise who is trying to fix things and turn things around, and the number two overall pick is the best pick that they've had in a long, long time. 
But that's really the only thing I am nitpicky about when it comes to all this audio from Buddy Heald. Again, there's so much more that Buddy has to say to Chris in this interview. I encourage you to go and listen to it when you get the chance and let me know your thoughts on everything that Buddy had to say at Matt George Radio on Twitter or email me mgeorge at sacklocalmedia.com. Today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes like Fiat and Kia and models, Pacifica, XT5, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And why wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brands that his warehouse happens to carry? You have a computer with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. RockAuto.com offers all the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. I know nothing about cars. Absolutely nothing about cars. But when I know what part I need, I go to RockAuto.com. It's in my basket and on its way to my house within hours. It's amazing. Plus, it saves me a ton of money. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Be sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com For those of you who were hopeful that the Kings could be involved in the sweepstakes to land Ben Simmons in a trade with the Philadelphia 76ers, it was announced today by Shams. That Philadelphia has begun engaging teams in trade talks for the former All-Star guard. However, unfortunately, the Sixers are asking for a All-Star caliber player in return. The only player that really fits that bill is De'Aaron Fox. You might be able to make an argument for Tyrese Halliburton being an All-Star one day, but... Either way, I know for a fact the Kings do not wish to part ways with either of those players. Meaning the chances of the Kings actually landing Ben Simmons, which was already a long shot, seems little to nothing. However, I did want to gauge your thoughts on the idea of the Kings trading De'Aaron Fox for Ben Simmons. Personally, I don't feel like Ben Simmons is that much better of a player than De'Aaron is at all. Now, defensively, Ben is certainly better. But in the direction that Fox is trending in, I believe he and Ben will be on equal ground very soon, and Fox may even be the better player in the long run. Maybe I'm doing the classic Sacramento thing of overvaluing the talent here, but I firmly believe that. So I ask the question, if you take De'Aaron Fox off this Kings team and you plug Ben Simmons in, make no other changes, are the Sacramento Kings a better team? Defensively, maybe. But overall, are the Kings a better basketball team? Is it that significant? Is that the difference that the Kings need to make the playoffs? I don't think so. I have questions about Simmons' fit with Tyrese Halliburton, especially with Simmons' lack of a jump shot. And like I said, I'm sticking with Fox for the long run. What do you think about that? Do you want the Kings to still make an effort and negotiate with the Sixers for Ben Simmons? I'm Matt George Radio on Twitter. Email me mgeorge at sacklocalmedia.com. Let me know what you think. I'm still working on getting together another group of Sacramento Kings media members for another Locked on Kings roundtable discussing the recent Marvin Bagley drama and whether or not a future could exist between the Kings and Bagley. I think I have all the names selected. I think I have the time worked out. Hopefully that episode will be available on Friday, if not early next week. And I wanted to let you know I've been teasing a lot the Locked on NBA Ultimate Mock Draft featuring... 
all of our Locked On NBA hosts making draft selections and trades for their respective teams. I was very active in shopping the number nine overall pick, and I'm excited for you to hear the results of my efforts in our Locked On Ultimate Mock Draft show that starts on July 19th. So keep an eye and an ear out for that. And of course, please join me on the next episode of Locked On Kings. I can't wait to have you back. Until then, my name is Matt George. You have been listening to the Locked On Kings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.